definitely watches uh, Called a Midwife and currently is kind of re revisiting Downton Abbey. Uh, oh yeah, uh, weeks so swanky. But, So welcome back, everyone, to the, what are we doing, Tom? What is this? Almost Perfect Podcast. It's a podcast, and it's almost yeah. perfect. It's been so long, I, for, I had forgotten, man. Yeah, yeah, we've just been talking about how we've been hit and miss lately with, for for those uh, those who uh, are actually committed to actually seeing us on occasion, we'll try to be much better in the upcoming days and months. Hopefully so. And, you know, speaking of those people, shout out to John from the UK. John reached out to me, somehow found the podcast on YouTube and started listening and said he liked it. Whoa. Yeah. So maybe we should we do should we do like a segment in our best English accent? <laughs> I think I would be better off in Spanish. And, and, uh, and I'm not going to say I'm great at that either. So. My wife and I like to watch Call the Midwife. And huh. there's sometimes when the people are speaking, I'm like, and she'll do the same thing. Like, what did they just say? <laughs> what? Oh, we we always use captions on. I oh, mean, yeah. There's a there's a, a Canadian, uh, what is it? Murdoch Mysteries that we like to watch. And then okay. Ellen definitely watches um, Call the Midwife and currently is kind of re- revisiting Downton Abbey uh, oh yeah uh-huh. in recent weeks so swanky yeah yeah so I'm you know first of all I'm older uh, a little older than John and uh, uh-huh. I know it's hard to tell I look so it, young it, it <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm not fooling myself but <laughs> I'm at that age where where captions really do help <laughs> no matter what captions forever man I because yep. I've always had it sometimes I would be half paying attention but the captions would help and then sometimes like what i, could, I just couldn't make out what people are saying and so it, it, we've had the captions for a long time so i, I don't know anyway. they, they they i don't know how well it'd go over but maybe a movie theater that included captions in the movies because uh you know you mentioned marvel the marvel movies and i'm going i know exactly what you're talking about because uh you know uh, ed uh, my friend from Wisconsin who lives here in uh, in Corpus now, uh, he and I would catch all of the the latest uh-huh. Marvel movies in the theaters. And I go, man, I miss those captions. <laughs> and with Marvel, with their banter, you, you it's almost like you miss a lot if you don't catch their sure. banter. Sure. Yeah. So it, it is helpful. I got speaking of that. Tom's talking about a sermon reference yesterday. I got in trouble when I got home. One of my one of my girls said, "Dad, you messed up." Because I asked the question, "Do you have a favorite Marvel movie?" And I said, "Iron Man or Wonder Woman or you know whatever." I know Wonder Woman isn't a Marvel film, so I tried to convince her. She didn't believe me because I was talking about getting attention, right? Yeah, yeah. That I was talking about getting attention, trying to get your attention. That I spoke out of turn. That Wonder Woman is a Marvel movie. She didn't buy it, but we'll leave that to the history of Christian Christians preaching and whether future generations will pick that up or not. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it has been a few weeks since we've been together. I just reminded I'm John, that's Tom, uh, Wade and Brad. Haven't heard from him in a while. Um, 
course, uh, we all know Wade's getting ready to move. Um, he's going to be moving out of Corpus Christi. Brad's been traveling uh, the world. Uh, where's the farthest you've been in the last month or so, Tom? <laughs> Across the bridge. No, uh, in the last month, I, uh, probably Port A is the farthest I've been. Now, you know, broaden that to... I've, you know, how far have I been? How far, ha how far away have I lived oh, from yeah. Corpus Christi? That changes a lot. A little so. bit. Well, Brad's been in Romania. I know Wade's been doing some campus visits, right? Um, I went to Walmart West, the other day, so. Yeah, West Virginia. He was, went to West Virginia. That's right, but, that's right. So. No, how far is the farthest you've been? Lately, not very far at all. Not very far. Yeah. Um, uh, and then even, even just in general, I mean, I haven't been out of the country. I've been to Mexico. Um, recently? No, oh, recently. That's probably, been, that's probably been six years ago since I've been that far. Other than that, yeah, just, uh, you know, vacation, Nashville or Colorado. Uh, that's about as far as I've gone. So anyway. Yeah. So we're back. And uh, Tom had an interesting idea. Yeah, and this is actually based on a conversation I had. Um, you know, uh, you see the baseballs and back, and and we were just reviewing our very first um, podcast. And of course, uh, the baseballs were behind me, but they were in my office at Asbury here in Corpus Christi, and now they're in my you know in my bedroom. Uh, but um, and I, I regularly go to the baseball games at Whataburger Field, and this is less than two weeks ago. Someone asked me to pray uh, for uh, his situation, and, uh, and, and, he, and he said, I know we're not the same religion. He's Catholic, uh, uh, but we, you know, we have the same God. And, and uh, that led to a conversation uh, uh, with my friend saying, well, we're not, you know, we're not as far as you think uh, apart. And uh, part of that is just, you know, historically. So, you know, um, you know, I said, you know, uh, in this case, uh, United Methodists are closer to Catholics than we are to say Lutherans or Baptists. And he was surprised at that comment. Now, that comment John, would shock a lot of people, Tom. John, you know, why, you know, why do you think I would have said that? I don't know, Tom. That sounds weird to me. Yeah, it we does sound weird, doesn't we it? Don't, but, we don't have incense or fathers or things like that in the United Methodist churches. I've been. Hey, before we get into that, though, can I ask you another question? Yeah, sure. How does one get to a point where they are praying for somebody at a baseball game? Oh, it was, you know, actually, uh, I've been there for, I've been going to the, the games for six seasons now and been a, well, five seasons, because there was no season a couple of years ago, but for five seasons, and I'm a, uh, yeah, uh, uh, what do you call, it, call it, season ticket holder, mm -hmm. and uh, have been for four of the five seasons. Uh, anyway, so I've gotten to know a lot of folks, and one of the things I do is, you know, I'll have conversation with some of the players on both both teams, but I also make a, a circuit. And um, and I've gotten to know the uh, folks around that circuit. And uh, in those conversations, we've talked about some things that, that are going on in our lives. And and uh, because of that, 
the, you know, there's been a, you know, the invitation to pray for uh, uh, a daughter-in-law who had, was having brain surgery, uh, mm. uh, someone who's having uh, physical problems, you know, just different things. So that's what happens because we, I have regular conversations and I pretty much, you know, do a circuit and have conversation. And, and because uh, my, you know, my friends know that, uh, you know, first of all, I'm a pastor. They now know I'm a retired pastor because I actually stay out late on Saturday night. So, <laughs> but that's how that happens is, you know, it's, it's developing relationships with people on an ongoing basis. Uh, it's yeah. cer certainly seasonal. It's, it's April to September uh, relationships. Uh, very few of those people have I seen outside of the baseball park so but I think that's awesome though because I think it's something we talk about a lot that you know we're you know it's programs you know ministries they all have their place sure um but but that is that right there just reminds me of what's so important about our witness right if you can be in a place like a baseball stadium and because you've um, you, you've made those connections, you just open up doors like that. And, and we don't know how those times or moments of prayer may be a blessing to, to people, right? And so I just, this is a great reminder. I thought that was great. If you've ever seen a preacher, you know, before the service starts on a Sunday morning at church, you know, walking around greeting everybody, that's Tom at Waterburger Field. Uh, he's going around saying hello to everybody. That, and I think that's awesome. That's a great deal. All right, so you... <laughs> Methodists are closer to Catholics than they are to Lutherans. Is that what you said? Yeah, actually, yeah, that's exactly what I said. So that sounds shocking, but why isn't it shocking? Well, it, you know, one of the things is uh, we are looked at as a part of the Protestant, you know, we're, we're a Protestant church. But one of the things, and it's interesting because if you're not Catholic, you're Protestant, correct? I mean, that's the thinking, but I think we're actually, that would be a, a misnomer for us uh, at, uh, historically because, um, you know, Lutherans were a part of the, the Protestant movement that it was, it was um, Luther who uh, protested and put up the 90, how many, 90, 95, 90. 90. No, it's not Oops. 99, but yeah, we're oh, sorry. That's we're, a, a reminder. We're Westland. We're not Lutheran. <laughs> right. 99 <laughs> problems, but no, no, that's something else. That's a different thing. Never mind. But, what, but 95, it, you I think know, you're right. You know, you know, our history is, is tied to um, the Catholic church, the Anglican church, and then Methodism, Methodist church. And, uh, and, you know, the, the disagreement between the Anglican church, which is, you know, which is very similar uh, and uh, which would also be in the United States, the Episcopal Church is this, the, 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 the disagreement was, was purely political, not theological. Sure, it's, sure. you know, I want, you know, it's, it was the king saying, I want to, I want to get rid of this wife and marry this wife. And the Pope saying, no, you can't. And, and the king saying, well, then we'll start on, we'll, we'll break off from you and we'll do all the things we've always done, not, but we'll now put a, an Anglican spin on it. And, uh, and so that, you know, that was the first break. And I kind of say, well, that, you know, if uh, for the Anglican church, the Catholic church is mother, mother, daughter. Yeah. 
And then for us, you know, um, the dis- it wasn't so much a disagreement theologically with the Anglican church as it was practically. It's, um, and, it, and here's the practical thing. Uh, we were going through a revolutionary war and it was best to break, uh, break ties on this side of the pond with, with everything English. And so, um, you know, so that's part of it. And then practically is um, uh, Methodists were more willing to, to go into, you know, go outside and preach. That was, you know, that wasn't original with John Wesley, but it was something that John Wesley did and was frowned upon by the, the Anglican church. And John Wesley was in England. He was always Anglican. It's, it's uh, Francis Asbury and Thomas Coke on this side that really organized Methodism. And Methodism is a U.S. product. Uh, that, that's, always the line. that's always huh? the line, right? Wesley never intended to create a new church, right? No, nope, a new denomination. New denomination. His desire was just to connect people to the church. And for him, the church, like you said, what you're saying, is the Anglican church. Yeah. And once it got over here, this idea of, well, the English, we're, we're trying to separate from them completely. And so... It, it made sense to do that as far as a, a church movement as well. So the Methodist has always been a movement. Um, yeah. Before it was a denomination, before it was a church, it, it was a, a movement. So so um, a lot of times when we get to that, uh, if we do the liturgy for communion, or we, excuse me, the confession of um, the uh, um, affirmation of faith, right? We get to that line where... Mm-hmm. You know, we believe in the holy Catholic church. And a lot of times people get nervous because they're, wait a minute, I thought we weren't Catholics. But we always talk about, well, the little C or the big C, blah, blah, blah. Universal, right? The little asterisk in the hymn right. that says it's universal. So we're kind of uncomfortable, uh, a lot of us sometimes kind of making that connection between, you know, Catholic and Methodist. But like you're telling us, I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> We're sisters and brothers still. We're still the same faith, but we have different practices. And certainly we have different understandings of different points of theology. But does that make us a different religion? Right. Well, and I want to come come back to something that's significant, both uh, in in uh, it's definitely front and center for Catholics. And that's mass Mm -hmm. Uh, for us. uh, You know, we would call it communion, but um, and and both in the within the, I would say within the Catholic Church and within the United Methodist Church that is a significant significant um, what is it sacrament uh, that that we uh, attend to regularly. Um, in fact, it, it's a little surprising that we don't do it on a weekly basis, like as the, and some United Methodist churches do. Um, uh, but you know, we in United Methodist uh, in United Methodism, we we come to communion on a on a regular basis. Uh, and again, it's not it's not a the, it's not so much as a theological as much as it is a historical practice mm-hmm. that uh, within United Method or within Methodism, uh, we tend to have um, have communion on on. Uh, the first Sunday of the month. And, and why do we do that? Is it a theological reason? No, it's, 
it, it actually comes from our history because we were such a, a, an out there moving movement that, uh, that the, 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 the ordained pastor who it has to oversee communion only showed up about once every four to six weeks. They did a circuit. And when they came, that's when Methodists had communion. And so now we continued that practice, even though we could actually do it every week because our ordained, uh, our ordained pastors are typically in the pulpit every Sunday. So, yeah, before we were itinerant, but we itinerated circuits. So yeah. I would have a circuit of, of churches, right? Say, for example, the seven United Methodist churches here in Corpus Christi, they'd be on my circuit and they'd be probably more spread out, of course. And then when it was time for me to move, I didn't move from church to church. I just moved a different circuit. But like you're saying, we, we kept that practice of uh, not sporadic uh, communion, but uh, not every time we gather communion. Yeah. So, so uh, and I've heard this before, you know, we talk about, well, you know, there, there are different church that means they're a different religion. But part of that conversation that you were having is, no, we're not. You know, different religion is us and Buddhist, right? Um, yeah. that's a, that is a distinct uh, religion, uh, as are many other religions. But within the umbrella of uh, Christianity, I mean, it, it's all the same. And so wh what is that? How does that help us realizing that? How does that open up our eyes to see what, what, it, what is significant about about making sure we understand that? Well, you know, one of the things that, and, uh, you know, like my friend said, we, we serve the same God. And it's interesting to note, you know, uh, when we talk about uh, different religions, there is a, 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 an actual, not just simply we see God differently, we see a different God. Yeah. We, I mean, that's, it's, it's important to recognize that um, I'm not, I, I'm not, informed enough to make comments about any of, of the other major religions, uh, uh, whether we're talking about Buddhism, uh, uh, Islam, uh, uh, Judaism, uh, you know, again, like uh, Catholics are the mother, the, the mother that birthed the Anglican church and the grandmother of the uh, Wesleyan or the Wesleyan movement, the Methodist church, you know, uh, we do flow out of the same stream as the, as the, as Jewish believers, uh, you know, where we, where we, where we branch off is, is our view of who Jesus Christ is. And, and certainly that's not true for all Jews, but ma the main mainstream Judaism does not acknowledge that Jesus is who we as Christians say is. But anyway, coming back is, is this idea though, uh, we, we uh, within the context of a, a religion, uh, it's how, how we see God and, and, and how we serve God and Catholicism, Baptists, um, you know, um, Lutherans, Methodists, we do serve the same God, the God of the scriptures, uh, the Old and New Testament, the, the Hebrew and Christian scriptures. So uh, that's a religion. And then there's branches off that of that that become denominations. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I don't know that I call I don't call the Catholic Church a denomination 
I don't know if uh, I ever have either. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the denominations kind of split off all those little branches that came off of uh, either directly or indirectly off the Catholic Church. Have you seen the, uh, there's a cartoon online, it's several years old, little strip, you know, it's somebody teaching a Bible class and doing sort of the history of uh, Christian movement and, you know, Catholic church and branches off here. And then, you know, uh, Protestant church and all the branches and it just kind of funnels down. And then he's pointing and says, here we are. And aren't you glad we finally got it figured out, right? That's, uh, that's us, that little point right there. So yeah, so much of um, Christian history seems is learning how, uh, how we've dealt with, uh, good or bad, with our differences of opinion, whether that's opinions on, on theology or even certain practices of faith, right? And uh, yeah. just like King decided, well, you're not going to let me do what I want with my wife. Well, then I'm just going to go to new church. I mean, Christians still do that. Oh, you're not going to let me do this, this church? Well, I'll go start a new church, right? It's just, there's something about, something in us, I guess, that just leads us that way now where it's, it feels like it's a lot easier to, to do that. So anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that we see each other in, in this way in a better light, you know, because um, you hear stories a lot um, from some of the old timers around where uh, if you were Catholic, you looked down on the Protestants, the hallelujahs. Um, if you were Protestant, you were called the hallelujahs and, you know, you look kind of you look down on the Catholics, and it's unfortunate because um, we serve the same God, right? Yeah. And yeah. there's much about the Catholic Church and and the liturgy and everything that I I so much appreciate uh, when I have a chance, you know, uh, to go to a Catholic church, whether it's a funeral or you know something like that. I, I'm there, and uh, depending on the church, right? Uh, when you get to the issue of communion, some Catholic churches make a hard line that if you're not Catholic, you don't, you can't have communion. But if you're not, if you want to come forward to receive a blessing. And I remember being with somebody who, who wasn't Catholic and I went forward, I, I get the blessings. Well, why would you do that? They're Catholic. Look, if somebody, especially somebody from, you know, uh, the faith that we share, as much as we share, if they're willing to give me a blessing, why wouldn't I want to receive that? Right? Why? Yeah. Just because they have a different understanding of, of, of worship or whatever else. It's silly. So, uh, yeah, trying to find uh, what someone from the Catholic Church, what someone from the Lutheran Church, what someone from the Baptist uh, tradition, what they can help me understand about uh, my faith in God and, and hopefully what I can help them understand that maybe they don't always think about as well. Um, yeah. And to me, that's that's part of the reason why I uh, decided to be a part of the United Methodist Church. We talk about a theological task um, in our in our documents, um, and that theological task uh, always seemed to me to make room for us to to kind of have more open conversations. Where I mean, there's some there's some things that we have convictions about, but there's many other things where we're like, you know, what is it? What's the line? Think and let think. Let's let's talk about it. Let's you know, we we can have conversations and even disagree and that's okay. Um, for me, it always felt like uh, the Wesleyan way of faith opened up that kind of, uh, that kind of thinking that we could be open to entertaining different ideas just for the sake, even sometimes of entertaining ideas. Right. I mean, I, yeah. believe you. I may think you're crazy, but I love you enough. I'm going to listen to you. Right. I mean, 
Well, and 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 yeah, that's kind of the key thing is is and I, I like this, you know, I remember when I was serving churches up in Wisconsin, the uh the bishop used the 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 term uh let's stay at the table. Uh and and uh, the meaning me uh, this being simply let's continue the discussion let's you know don't you know leave the room in a in a huff let's, let's stay and, and let's let's have convert a conversation uh because and and there is a point and and it's interesting because right now uh even as we talk there there has been a new branch of the methodist church that uh has been uh, you know, moving to a point of separation, and that point of separation was today. Today's the second. It happened yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, May first. The Global uh, Methodist Church uh, was, I guess, officially birthed, uh, which I know some about. And um, actually, I'm very familiar with several of the key leaders in in that in that movement. Um, but I, you know, I'm retired. It's interesting. I'm retired and I am thankful I'm retired because I don't want to have to take a church through that process of, is this who we are? Is this who we are? Uh, It's one thing for me to make those decisions individually and personally. It's another thing to have the weight of of that process and and leading through that conversation. So, uh, but and one of the things I would say about this separation is that it it isn't a sudden uh, we're 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 angry and we're going to leave off in a huff. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's it's been uh, it's been dec- decades in in the formation of this particular decision. How it will look, uh, you know, in a few years, uh, who knows? But uh, but I know that that has happened within the ranks of the United Methodist Church. And who knows if that even that title will survive the decade, you know, the United Methodist Church. Well, and then even people, you know, before all this, you know, those of us who were in the United Methodist Church, I know a lot of people who, it was surprising to find out that there were other Methodist particularly Methodist denominations, right? Well, wait a minute. That already exist, yeah. Yeah, I thought everybody was United Methodist. No, that's that's a branch in and of itself, <laughs> right? There yeah. are Methodists all over the world who don't, uh, who don't call themselves United Methodists, but they're Methodists because it's a larger umbrella of a, of a full movement. And how this, what's happening, what you're talking about, what's happening now, uh, it's just another example of that, right? Um, yeah. Well, and, and, and that doesn't make t- us totally separate from them. It's just this is, this right. is how it happens. Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, and an example of that is the Wesleyan Church, uh, which my wife grew up in. Uh, it's it at one point was the Wesleyan Methodist Church, mm. uh, but they dropped the Methodist because so that it wouldn't be confused at all with the United Methodist. Um, Free Methodists. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an interesting uh, and I I really became familiar with these because I was at Asbury Seminary in Asbury Theological Seminary in Wilmore, Kentucky, where 
uh, most, uh, the largest percentage of students were United Methodists, but there were Nazarene, there were um, Free Methodists, there were Wesleyans uh, who attended that. And that's when I became familiar with all of these things, uh, especially Wesleyan, because I began to date my wife. So you get real interested. I got real. The girl real. gets involved. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, you know, the Nazarene church, we have a Nazarene church here in, in, uh, in fact, we have a free Methodist mm -hmm. church here in, in Corpus and, uh, both of them are, are, uh, kind of smaller, uh, few people know they even exist, but they're, you know, they are here and present and both of those are Wesleyan, uh, free Methodist, I think really comes down to, uh, almost civil war days and not just about freedom and all that, but it didn't cost you to sit in your pew. So they, it was yeah. free. You got to pay to sit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Some other places. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And so the, the Wesleyan umbrella, that's, I, I try to include that like in our teaching here and there, you know, it's not just Methodist. Uh, the Wesleyan umbrella is wide. And so, yeah. Uh, people don't realize that, you know, um, you mentioned uh, the Nazarenes. Well, that's part of the Methodist movement, Assemblies of God, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that, too. Yeah, and these are all... Which, which would have also moved to the Pentecostals. Right, right. You know, so, 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 so it's just a, a large way. Again, and all this is just to remind ourselves that, golly, we aren't, to me, um, we aren't as different as we fight like we are. And, yeah. Um, um, Somebody told me once, you know, all these things that we fight about, they probably mean more to us than they mean to God. And I am, I'm hopeful that that's true. <laughs> that, uh, that if we can learn to get over ourselves sometimes, maybe we wouldn't have so much that we let divide us. But, but here we are uh, to make sense of, uh, you know, where we are in our churches, at least to understand where we are and uh, how that can be helpful. So um, what else? Uh, what else would you have told that person at the ballpark and when, when you surprised them about, you know, you serve the same guy? What else would you have wanted to have a chance to tell them? Well, you know, in, in, in our conversation, really, uh, it's amazing how, how mass slash communion, we, we have both have very strong, uh, a strong sense of the, the, importance of that part of worship and uh, and kind of coming back to as as you were speaking i i can remember uh being in a place where um where as a a united methodist and a known non-catholic i was still welcome at the table uh and and listening to the liturgy and that liturgy for for those who don't know is simply those that part of, uh, of, uh, of the service where you, you may be reading prayers, and that's liturgy. Uh, you may be uh, in, in uh, reading, you know, reading and responding to a certain set of questions. Uh, that's liturgy. And, and within the context of mass, listening to mass, there were, there were things that we as United Methodists must have directly taken out yeah. of the, out of the uh, Catholic Church because uh, it is almost word for word the same as the words that you spoke yesterday um, oh, uh, over 
uh, our time of preparing to receive the elements. And, you know, there's a, you know, certainly how we view what happens at communion uh, or mass is very different that, you know, uh, and, and that's, that's a theological, that is a theological uh, difference. But as far as the, you know, if you're going to come to communion, you need to confess. And, and, and we, we read a liturgical uh, response or uh, common prayer of confession together. And the, and the uh, Catholics would do something similar. And then there's also praying over the specific elements, the, the, the bread and, and uh, the cup. And I say cup because we don't use wine, we use grape juice. We, we use baby, baby wine <laughs> before it grows up and matures. Well, and so, and even like uh, when my kids were younger, we went to a Lutheran church. We had a strong connection with the, it was a smaller town, a strong connection with the Lutheran church. And so we do events with them. And for whatever reason, we were at this worship service and took communion and my kids took communion. I never forget. They're like, that's wine, dad, that's wine. So <laughs> it freaked them out. But there again was another time, you know, we, we worshiped together in a, yeah. in, in a Lutheran church. And it, it was, I even preached at a Lutheran church, uh, had the Lutheran church, had the Lutheran minister come preach at our church. Right. And as far as I know, I don't know if anybody's listening. Um, maybe, maybe I shouldn't say it in case I get somebody in trouble. I am the only Protestant uh, pastor who has, who has preached a sermon in the Catholic church in a small town here in Texas that I'll, I'll just leave nameless for now. I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but uh, we had a funeral and uh, the funeral was for a, a younger man who was well-loved and we couldn't host the funeral at our church. The only church big enough that we could guess that would um, be able to, to bring everybody in was the Catholic church. And so they had to have, you know, a few meetings. Can we let this uh, big headed guy come in and do that. And, uh, and they did, they allowed us, which I thought I always took, a, I received as a, a, a reminder, right? That th exactly what we're talking about, that, that we are a family of God and we have our distinctions and they are what they are. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but there is something more, um, uh, more powerful that unites us uh, beyond just, our, you know, what we, we say we agree about certain things or practices. So anyway, all right, Tom, uh, what else? Final thoughts about uh, what it means to, to, to be United Methodist in comparison to maybe other uh, uh, faith traditions or how we just, or how we should get, get along anyway. Well, you know, and, and it, it comes down to, in, in my mind, uh, the question of what do you do with Jesus? Uh, you know, uh, denominationally, uh, you know, theologically, personally, is, uh, is, uh, you know, what is your view of Jesus? How, how do you, how do you respond to his, his call, uh, which is on every life? I mean, every life. If he is truly the son of God, the, the resurrected Messiah, the, the, the bringer of salvation, uh, uh, the the one who offers forgiveness through his name. If he's all of those things, then he's not just, uh, you know, he's not just my Lord. He is the Lord. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, and, 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 you know, uh, 
I, you know, I may, but I personally may say, well, that's good for you to believe. And it's, it's not for me and, and all of that. And again, that's the distinctive is, is, you know, within the Catholic church, do they honor uh, the person uh, of Jesus Christ and call him Lord? And the answer to that theologically is yes. Hmm. Uh, in the Baptist church, they call Jesus Lord. Yes. Uh, in the Methodist church, do we call Jesus Lord? Yes. Uh, and, you know, uh, in, in the Mormon church, no. <laughs> could say. So that's the distinctive. Very good. Uh, and that is what uh, helps us understand, you know, denomination versus um, another religion or versus, you know, a, a different um, realm of, of practice and, and understanding that, that that is different than, than what we are. That, that yeah. Those are distinctions. Those are important distinctions. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, um, I love thinking about, you know, we have a, a Baptist church across the street and we talk sometimes about doing stuff together. I hear, you know, there have been times where we've done stuff together and I just, those are the kinds of uh, opportunities I like to foster and kind of make happen when I'm able to. And um, I, I, I think those kinds of um, times of unity speak a lot to our witness and says a lot to the rest of the world who, who's always watching. So the more we can, um, be in unity, either in worship or service or some, something, uh, I think says a lot about what it means to call Christ Lord. So look for those moments, participate in them, create them, um, pray for them, all that stuff, and, and let them be everything they need to be for the watching world. Amen, Tom. Amen. All right. Well, Tom, it's good to see you again, even though I saw you yesterday. Um, but it's good to see you in this format. Good to have a conversation with you. Uh, hopefully uh, those other two guys can can land and we can have them join in and uh, one, of, the, one of these days one of these days but until then thanks for tuning in whether you're here in corpus christi or somewhere else in this beautiful state called texas or in the nation or if you're even in the uk john shout out to you man glad you found us glad we can uh, have a conversation together have a great rest of the week everybody we'll see you next week and god be with you Thanks, John.